Pressing a barbell overhead is one of the oldest exercises in the gym. It might well have been the first exercise invented after the first barbell was discovered, since it is performed while standing with the bar in the hands, after the bar is cleaned from the ground to the shoulders or taken from the rack at shoulder height, the entire body is involved in the exercise. From the floor to the hands, the job of pressing the bar overhead is shared by all the muscles in the body. But for some bizarre reason, the press has acquired the entirely undeserved reputation as a dangerous exercise for the shoulders. Due to a poor understanding of the mechanics of the movement, doctors and especially physical therapists commonly advise against performing this perfectly natural and perfectly safe exercise. The alleged problem is an injury known as shoulder impingement, and nothing, nothing could be further from the truth. The correctly performed press, of course, incorrectly performed exercises don't count, the correctly performed press is not only perfectly safe for the shoulders, but more importantly, the press is the best exercise for keeping shoulders strong and injury-free. Here's why. Impingement means the entrapment or pinching of the soft tissue between the bones in the area of a joint. Shoulder impingement occurs when the rotator cuff tendons get squeezed between the bones that comprise the shoulder joint, the head of the humerus, the distal end of the collarbone, and the distal end of the scapula. The AC joint, the acromioclavicular joint, formed by the bony knobs at the end of the shoulder blade, the acromion process and the coracoid process, and the end of the collarbone, which is called the clavicle, of course. The AC joint lies on top of the joint itself, which is formed by the head of the humerus and the shallow cup of the glenoid on the scapula. The shoulder joint is called the glenohumeral joint. The entrapment occurs when the tendons get pinched between the head of the humerus and the AC joint. Let's investigate this impingement scenario for ourselves. I want you to stand up straight and raise your arms to a position parallel to the floor, like the letter T, out to the sides with your palms facing the floor. Now, bend your elbows 90 degrees. This will have them pointing forward with the palms facing the floor. And then, from this position, raise them just a little more to a position where the elbows are just a little bit above the shoulders. You'll feel some pressure and discomfort in your shoulders when you do this. And this is called impingement. This is what impingement feels like. Your cuff tendons, the rotator cuff tendons, are being squeezed between the acromioclavicular joint and the head of the humerus. Now, in the same position, rotate your hands up so that your palms face forward instead of at the floor, still at 90 degrees, like you're surrendering. And then raise your hands 
all the way up over your head. When you get to the top, shrug your shoulders toward the ceiling with straight elbows as high as they'll go. In this position, you will notice the absence of the pinching sensation. And this position is the correct lockout position of the overhead press. And during this motion, your shoulders did not feel the same impingement pressure they did in the previous position, did they? This is amazing, isn't it? But why is this true? The shrugging of your shoulders at the top rotates the scapulas, your shoulder blades, up and in towards the middle of your back. This pulls the knobby parts of the acromioclavicular joint away from the head of the humerus so that there's more space between these two structures. With more space in between them, it is therefore anatomically impossible to impinge the cuff tendons in a correctly performed overhead press, which ends in this position overhead. The press is traditionally and correctly performed in a standing position, with the barbell in the hands and the feet on the floor. Uh, the seated press, you may have heard of this, is a different exercise entirely. You may have heard the term kinetic chain. The kinetic chain implies components, doesn't it? Chains are composed of links. The kinetic chain, in this instance, is all of the musculoskeletal components between the load on the bar and the base of support, which is usually the ground, especially in the, in the case of the deadlift and the press. Like the deadlift, the kinetic chain of the press is the entire body. Everything between the bar and the hands and the feet balancing against the floor participates in the exercise. All of the body is in the kinetic chain legs, abs, back and neck muscles, and the obvious shoulder and arm muscles all work together in the press. 60 years ago, the press was the primary weight room exercise for the upper body. And it is a damned shame that the bench press has so thoroughly replaced it. Why, back in the day, shoulder injuries were rare enough that most lifters didn't actually know what the rotator cuff was. They'd never heard the term because the thing never got injured. The press made the shoulders strong, the whole shoulder, front to back, and not just the front of the shoulder and the pecs, which we like to call the chesticles, uh, like the bench press does. The bench press allows the use of heavier weights because it's a shorter movement, but its kinetic chain leaves out the parts of the body that balance you against the floor while you move the bar. For athletes and physically active people in any application, more muscle mass working in coordination with the feet on the ground is much better for practical strength production than isolation exercises. Because this is the way your muscles operate in sports and in life. There are no sports that use only two or three muscles or one leg or one arm at a time. So the use of isolation exercises with light weights makes very, very little sense, especially for someone who is not already strong enough 
to press a significant fraction of their own body weight overhead. Physical therapists are taught a lot of muscular anatomy in school. They know the origins and insertions of the muscles, the points on the bones where the tendons of the muscles attach, and consequently they know how each individual muscle functions by itself. They like to rehab injured muscles by isolating their function and working them with very light weights. The isolated function of the muscles that lie on the back of the shoulder blade is called external rotation of the upper arm. And this motion occurs when you lay your arms down against your ribs, bend your elbows to 90 degrees, and then rotate your forearms out so that your palms face forward. If you can picture this in your mind. Through this motion, your humerus rotates externally along its long axis when you do this. And the rotator cuff muscles are the ones that make this happen when this motion is performed in isolation. The question is, what is the normal daily role of a rotator cuff muscle, and does it perform this function all by itself? Does it make your shoulder externally rotate, and that's all? Or does it primarily function as one of several muscle groups that stabilize the head of the humerus in the glenoid, while also externally rotating the arm when you're in the physical therapist's office, lying on your side with a two-pound chrome dumbbell in your hand? The rotator cuff muscles are just another muscle group that helps hold the shoulder together. And they are best trained and rehabilitated while performing this function. The press is precisely the movement that uses all the shoulder muscles in this manner. Since they are functioning simultaneously with the other muscles that press the bar overhead, they are both strengthened with and protected by the rest of the muscles that operate the shoulder girdle in this perfectly natural movement. This is their normal function, synergy, not isolation, and the best way to make them strong and healthy. So, if you start pressing with a light weight correctly and grow stronger by adding a little weight each time you train, all the muscles you use in the press get stronger. From your hands to your feet, your whole body benefits from this perfectly safe and very important exercise. Once you're able to handle heavy weights correctly overhead, you'll know that strong shoulders are healthy shoulders. And the best way to make them strong is by pressing the barbell overhead.